I didn't actually feel like any of that was for me because I knew that I could transform the world that I was in to fit who I was. And I just needed to step out of it for a minute. I mean, there was a good three, four months where I took time for myself and just had a couple jobs here and there, but I figured out who I was and figured out that I loved my body and that I love the way that I look and that I show up in the world with all this confidence and joy. And I know that I can sell your stuff. And I know that I'm a good model and I know that I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so there, there are times when it comes down, but there are more so times that I'm up and I'm, I'm my own hype person. I just feel like, yeah, it's, it's validation for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to It's the Bearded Man podcast with your favorite, the world's favorite bearded man, Bob Bay, each week with our guest episodes. I try to put the spotlight on someone who, in my eyes, has given themselves permission to live a life authentic to them. Our guest today is from Zanesville, Ohio. She's a model for Will and Menina, a health coach and a fitness trainer, and she's shaking her head because I butchered the name of the model agency once again through her at Align with Abby IG. She shares lifestyle, food, fitness, and beauty hacks to help women embody confidence. Today on the podcast, Abby Neff. Abby. Thank you for having me. Unbelievable. Literally, I punched in earlier, disrespected the modeling agency, and once again did it again, and I am so sorry to anyone from the agency that hears this. (laughs) This is literally the top agency in the world, and yet the bearded man cannot pronounce the name of the agency. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Wilhelmina. Um, yeah. <laughs> one, one of the biggest in the world. No big deal. It's all right. It's all right. F- fun fact. When I was in high school, I used to be the morning announcement guy. And the amount of times I mispronounced people's last name was not good. I can't pronounce anything. <laughs> You'll find out through the podcast. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, I think I already set the bar for not being able to pronounce. So I think we're going to be in uh, good shape today, Abby. We'll I, back and forth. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. I am uh, I'm thoroughly excited to have you on the show today. You from afar and from from the every time that I've talked to you, you are just so very. You're like a, a light of somebody who is really passionate. You're a, a great human. You're loving. You're caring. Uh, you want to see the people around you happy. You're very passionate about the work you do. You want to have an impact on other people. There's so many traits about you that make you such a great fit for this podcast. And uh, I'm just so happy to have you here today. And we're just going to have such a fantastic conversation diving into so many different topics. Um, But I really appreciate you taking the time today. It's going to be a very, very good conversation. Of course. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. And I think you've done how many podcasts in the past? One? Only one before. Just with Dallas, right? Yep, exactly. Hey, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Hopefully we got to keep you in the, uh, keep you going in the podcast space. I think there's a, I think there's a lot of, um, good knowledge you could bring to the space. So we'll, uh, Mm -hmm, we'll have to keep you in the circle in the circuit. A caption that I had came across, um, I think it was on your line with Abby IG. You had said, I smile every day because I make decisions to embrace opportunities to grow, even if they are uncomfortable. How mm-hmm. has embracing what life throws at you instead of resisting it made a difference for you? Because you very much, from what I see, you just flow. You go with where the world Absolutely. is taking you. And I know that isn't just something that like you've always, it's always been like that. I think it takes time to Mm -hmm. learn that, but how has that made a difference for you? Yeah. I think for me, it all started when I was at home in Ohio and wanted more for myself. And Mm. when I started taking leaps and moves and uncomfortable things, I ended up leaving with, wow, if I wouldn't have done that, this would have happened. And I ended up feeling so whole in every decision that I made because I knew that it led me to somewhere greater that I wanted to be. So then I started trusting myself to make decisions. And then I just trusted the universe that whatever was going to happen to me would happen the way that it was supposed to. And then in that, I look at every situation as a positive because I know that whatever's happening to me is happening for the greater good. Even if it's really bad or it hurts or it sucks in the moment. I know that it's, it's better because I wouldn't be where I am now. And I can honestly say I am 
happier. I'm more mm. fulfilled. I am. I literally wake up thinking, how is this my life? And it mm. is all because I took those decisions to be uncomfortable and to do the moves that look like a negative on the outside. My family, for example, kind of puts this fear factor into my mind of like, you shouldn't do this. You should play it safe. You should stay at home. Why don't you just come home? And mm. there's a lot of me that would never do that because I would never be waking up every day with so much joy and happiness because of it, you know? Yeah. It's that that inner ability to really, even when you have family, right? Like these are your loved ones and of course you want to be with them, but you have to, to a certain extent, you have to tune out certain things that they're saying to try to convince you to leave or abandon this career, this life that you want to manifest for yourself. And it's not easy to do. But when you're able to tune that out mm -hmm. and really tap into who you are, what are your interests? What, who do you want to become? What's the lifestyle you want to live? What cities do you want to live in? Where do you want to travel? It, that's when you can really start to listen to that voice. And then when you're able to uh, not get so caught up in these micro daily things that happen when it's not in our control and you just are like, it, it really comes down to a choice. You either have a positive mindset about how things are playing out or you're going to mm -hmm. you know, be pessimistic, very resistant. You're going to end up missing other opportunities because you're so caught up on something that happened in the past and you're holding on to instead of letting it go and moving forward. So I think uh, when you're able to live in that flow, it's just like it makes all the difference in not only where you end up in your life, but I think just you as a person end up impacting people so differently because they're like, all right, who is this person just walking around with a smile on her face all the time? Like that energy is so contagious for other people. Thank you. I mean, you have to do the work too, because it's yeah. easy. Negative things and negative pulls are so much heavier than positive things in life. I mean, anything that's toxic to you is so much easier to do than to do the work and actually come through in a positive way. So you got to do the routine. You got to win the morning like you always do. And yes. um, really put in the time and effort for yourself so that when you do show up in the world to other people, you come across in a way that helps them get through the day. And to me, just sharing that and making people feel good is what feeds back to me. So I'm constantly putting out positive things so that it comes back. Mm. Have you found, are there certain outlets that you use to you're human. Like you're going to have those moments where things are bottling up in you and you like need to release it. Uh, I know you've, you're big into journaling. I know you're big into fitness, but what are the certain go-to things that you do when you start to feel these like unwanted emotions bottle up in you and you know, you need to get it out of you? Mm, well, I do love to work out and I do love to journal and I try not to reach for things that would be an immediate um, release. Mm. So I try to completely go silent and I love to be in like hermit mode and to be alone. And I know when I need to be alone or when I need to actually reach out to, to people and be um, around people who will light me up. And there's a, there's a heavy balance of that. You really have to practice when you when you need that so sometimes it's just stepping away from a situation and just going in and breathing and then kind of like pinching yourself am i still here am i okay everything's fine there is actually nothing wrong here and then i can go to my room and i can just lay down and meditate and go in or if i'm at work i'll do that too if i'm driving i'll just pull over and give myself a minute i really will and that helps a lot and otherwise if i'm looking for friends or communities i will find events, I will make sure that I'm out and about. And I realize the minute I see somebody, my face, I smile so much brighter than I thought I could that day. You know, mm. like I just, sometimes there's things that you need that you don't really know you need at that moment. It's all a balance. Yeah. I love that you're, you're listening into yourself of like, what do I need in this moment? Because even as an extrovert myself to a T, I need that stillness. I need that like alone time where I get so much of that during the week because I spend so much time in what I call the cave, which is my bedroom. I spend, I mean, a stupid amount of time during the week, like 50 hours in here. So there's a lot of time to have that stillness, to have those like deep thoughts, to reflect on uh, you know, the past, think about where I'm trying to go in the future. But it, I think it, there's so much growth that comes from those stillness moments. And you know, I think it's good too. You're not like finding ways to keep yourself busy and run away from the emotions or those thoughts. You're allowing yourself to just sit in them, think them, feel them, 
embrace them. And then I think that yeah. just allows you to then eventually move on from them, learn from them, um, mm-hmm. which is the best case scenario. Definitely. You can't just discard all the feelings that come up. You have to actually deal with them and cope with them in a way that you release them, whether that's going in or if that's doing something crazy and screaming, like you got to deal with it or else it just weighs on. And then it's easier to absorb all the negative things that come to you in the world, like just get rid of it so that it doesn't continue to pile. It attracts each other, you know? Mm, Yeah. There's so much negativity in this world that we cannot control and the moment you just accept that and you just it's like the person that flips you off while you're driving or the person that's screaming at you on the side of the road just like you just let it flow you don't let it touch you you just i'm just like i can't control how this person feels about me and i'm (laughs) one thousand percent not gonna let them derail my day yeah yeah i do want to talk about that because for so long i had road rage to an, mm. on another level. I'm efficient. I need to get where I'm going and I need to be there on time. Well, the girl from even Ohio if I'm that early, comes to LA, I, I know that that's a different world. It is. And when someone is like stopping me from getting where I need to be on time or early, I would, I would mm. just like rage inside. But then now I can just sit there in silence where I will actually turn off my music when something like that happens. And I just stare. That's my way of like releasing. And some people would release through like reacting back and being mm-hmm. negative back to them. But it's like, nope, you got to hold on. You got to just go through it and not let it bother you. Cause it's just like, oh, I mean, I feel bad for you for having such a bad day that you have terrible road rage at me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you see the smile? You should not be getting road rage at me. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that here's the thing. When, when I hear you describing that type of situation where you're, the road rage comes, it's it's not, you're not letting it get to you. That to me is just somebody who's done a lot of deep work. Like, is there certain things that have allowed you to just have that type of a mindset or that perspective where it's like, I'm not going to let this throw me off. Like, it's it's just, it's not easy to do, I think, uh, in, in the moment. But at some point you start to have like this perspective of like, you will not let certain people or uh, certain moments in your day completely derail you from having a good day. Yeah. I think what's the point? What's the point of accepting such a simple negative annoyance? Or even if it's not so simple, like you get you get a ticket or something more annoying happens or an accident even. It's like, okay, that sucks. But mm. then what then what? Are you just gonna continue to let the negative things pile on top of each other to create a bad day? for what? I mean, you're going to sit there and complain about it to who? Like nobody really cares. It's your day and you're never going to get the day back. So you just have to choose to live it as best as you possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is a, it's a gr- easier said than done. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, for is, sure. it is, but you can, you can work on it. And you it can, is possible. Yeah. You can teach yourself to change that lens and to see it like that um, mm-hmm. through repetition and through like daily reminders of um, just, it, I always think it's like rewiring your brain. You can change at any moment in time. It just takes that repetition of telling yourself a thousand times that this is the way I want to see the world. And I don't need to, you know, look at it from this lens exactly. uh, like I previously have done. Um, you started pursuing your modeling career at the age of 16. You're working at Olive Garden. Fast forward today, you're with one of the biggest agencies in the world. What characteristics have you had to develop to turn this dream into your reality? Because I Um, bet looking back on it, I mean, now and today, it's like, this is your reality, right? You're always going to the next job, but your 16-year-old, your young self would probably be like speechless to know and see who and where you are right now. Yeah. I think that there's there's almost an inner power in you that you can ignite at any point. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful that I was able to almost feel that at a young age where I, I knew I knew that there was something greater and something more out there for me, but I didn't know what it was. Mm. And not that I didn't see myself fitting into a different world because I was going to school. I finished college. I was going to school for speech therapy, actually. And I wanted to work with kids or actually in, in a nursing home with I'll hire you elderly people. We'll do, we'll, we'll do some services after that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I believe um, so that's what I was going to do and I will never forget laying in my parents bed thinking that there was something else out there for me than just 
living in Ohio and being in this normal world. I just wanted to do something different and creative and step out of the box because I, I knew there was such a big world out there. And um, my parents had never actually traveled before and they never actually really went overseas they never saw any of the world so for me to attain not only being a model but to travel and see different places and different things how can we make this all possible and get paid Mm. and it's kind of far-fetched to think but I always wanted to live in all different cities and it just happened in the craziest way and it still continues to progress and grow and evolve in, in advanced ways because I'm still putting in the work on myself as if someone else would do going to a nine to five and doing their homework when they come back. It's the self-care, it's the mental care, it's the showing up in the world with the positive energy. And um, yeah, I think going back to the question, I, I just, you just have to go and do what you think in the back of your mind is possible for you. And even if you think it's impossible, just do it. Just do it because you don't know what will stick and you don't know what you'll actually love. And how would I know that I was going to be living in LA for the last five years and signed with Wilhelmina and none of that was planned. I never started it thinking like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what my goal is going to be. And this is where I'm going to live. And I'm going to be so happy. It doesn't work Mm. like that. It's the progressive energy that you put into it and the work that you do for yourself that allows you to grow. You put Mm. the work into your normal job so that you can get to the next step to get to the next raise to, to get to the new company that you want to work for. So overall, it's the same as any other job, really. You got to do the work. It's so funny how the ideas that we put in the back of our mind should really be the ones that we move to the front because they tend Mm -hmm. to be the ones that we really want to follow, but we make all these excuses to keep shifting it back and we get all this feedback from people in this world and it's like not possible Mm -hmm. and- uh, so then we keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back. But then at some point you realize that's the thing that you really want to do. And I know you mentioned like, you know, people outside looking in see, oh, she's traveling to Mexico. She's traveling to Spain. She's traveling all over the world for her work. But I still, I, I always, when it comes to travel, I think people don't, they think it's like you just travel to a city and you're just living the Viva life, but you're there to work. There's long hours to get to X destination. You're there to purely work. And then you end up coming back. Have there been any big challenges that you have faced with uh, traveling like that? Because I mean, you're alone a lot, obviously you're there to work, but it's also, you're in a foreign country. And of course there's like a lot of growth and a lot of amazing things that come from that. You're being paid, you're traveling. Yes, we get that. But what have you found to be some of the biggest challenges uh, with having to travel like that? Yeah. I mean, sometimes the goals and visions that you have in your mind of being like the ultimate it doesn't always end up being exactly what it it's supposed to be, but it ends yeah. up shifting into something else. That's like a learning experience. Again, something positive out of a negative. Um, my first traveling job out of the country was to South Africa, Cape town. And that's like, wow, you know, it was January, <laughs> 2020. I was so stoked. I like really wanted to go there. I ended up flying all the way there, which was almost a full 24 hours each way um fly to germany and then down um yeah i think it was actually two 16 hour flights oh and God. i was in coach and i ended up going there for 3 days imagine the jet lag and imagine the travel i had to wake up from the travel to model so you have to of course look your best after <laughs> all of that and um the yeah I, I mean you just end up traveling and you're a wreck but you have to figure out the ways to do the self care to just manage to do the best that you can and uh, i drank the water there and i got really sick and i was um <laughs> i was actually throwing up between shots and i was shooting active wear And uh, I didn't know that I couldn't drink the water in Cape Town. I mean, of course, of course, don't drink water in a foreign country. But then um, I came back from it just thinking, wow, I was so strong. The client didn't even know that I was sick. Like I didn't even tell them. I would get up between shots of modeling with the camera and then I would run to the bathroom and get sick and come back and do it again. They had no clue. And then I had to fly back the next day. So it was, it was a lot. And of course, in my mind, like that was the trip of a lifetime to go to Cape Town for work. 
and do that. But um, in the long run, it didn't end up being that. But I did learn how strong I really am to be able to to deal with such a traumatic experience <laughs> and to come back okay. And so again, it was just like another pat on the back of like, wow, you did it versus like, that was the coolest trip ever. It was like, mm. that was the toughest thing I've gone through. And, mm. and um, again, like I leave with a different version of myself just growing. So that's, it was cool. That's some mental toughness right there. Having to yeah. uh, compartmentalize, like, I don't feel physically great at all, but this is an opportunity that I cannot miss. And so I'm going to have to fight my way through it, maybe run in between every shot, um, mm -hmm. which is not ideal for you as somebody who's probably wants to just embrace the entire thing, but to rise to the occasion, to recognize like a once in a lifetime opportunity and to do what you need to do to get through it. That's, that's part of, uh, what you got to do sometimes when it's, uh, when you have these yeah. amazing opportunities, like what are you willing to sacrifice in the short term for, you know, something, something that is so magnificent and such a big moment for you and your career. And so, uh, that, yeah. I can't even imagine what that must have felt like. Well, also coming back from the trip, I I hit the floor. I was so happy to be home. Like I cried and I had this little <laughs> apartment. It was actually in Marina Del Rey on the beach. And I was so happy to be there. It was the best place I'd ever lived. And the next day I woke up to a notice of AK on my door because I was subletting from the tenant who was leasing to the landlord. It was on rent control. It was a whole thing. Anyway, um, I was so sick. I now had to get out of my apartment in five days. And then it was the next, well, that ended up getting pushed out, luckily because of COVID. But then COVID hit and the beach closed. And then, you know, I missed that whole summer of being there. But then that was the time that I met all of my friends in my community and connected to people on a level that I never had before in LA. Mm. So again, it's just a reminder that if one, two, three, four, five, thousand things happen that are bad just remember that it's not always going to be that bad and that it's all serving for a greater purpose because you can't always feel on top of the world and then it always feel like it's on top of the world mm. you got to have the lows to feel the highs so yeah. that that whole chapter of january to march 2020 taught me a lot Wow. It's also interesting yeah. when you're going through those low moments that you don't realize. I mean, when you're going through the lowest moments, it's it can be mentally and physically draining and there can be a lot of mixed emotions, but it's not until you get through these certain moments and chapters that you're able to look back and like take a take a notepad and a pen and think about everything you just learned and how important it was for that moment to happen. Like when I think back to all these pivotal moments to getting me to where I am today it's not only the high moments that just add literally like a gasoline, a fire on me to just keep going, but even the hardest challenges have helped me grown and have allowed me to just really step into my power and show myself what I'm capable of because I've overcame whatever it might be. So it really is interesting when you know that in those moments, even today or not today, but like nowadays when I have those tough moments, I tell myself like, you're going to learn something from this. This is an ideal. You're not happy with it. You're not pumped about the way things are playing out, but you know, just like many other experiences, once you get through this, you're going to realize that you learn from it. So I think that's just another great example that uh, when you're going through these tough times, knowing that something good's going to come from it, even when in the moment, it feels like the whole world is on your shoulders. Absolutely. So important. Quick break from today's episode, and then we'll get right back to it. Today's episode is brought to you by Tenzo Tea, the greatest matcha company in the world. If you're watching visually, I got the can right here. This stuff has been a game changer uh, since the top of 2021. This has been something that I drink twice a day, once in the morning, once uh, mid-afternoon. And honestly, it is a game changer from coffee. I still, not going to lie, I mix in my coffees from time to time, but I'd say I'm about 80% a matcha drinker. 20% coffee. That is a huge shift. In 2020, I was 100% coffee. The biggest difference that I find in Tenzo is it is sustained energy. There isn't this immediate, you know, shot up through of highness and then, you know, the, the caffeine crash. I don't feel a crash with Tenzo uh, and it's been fantastic. You, I mix this in with uh, almond milk. It's a nice little latte. It's a great way to start the day and it's a great way to carry me through the middle of the day and really just helps me stay focused. Um, sixty-four percent of American adults that drink coffee every day pay the price with dehydration, jitters, anxiety, and headaches. So when you're switching out that morning coffee for a matcha, it helps you stay level-headed, focused, and avoids the coffee crash. Coffee crash, which I was just talking about. 
Tenzo Matcha contains natural caffeine and L-theanine that helps you keep energized and focused like a Zen monk. Who doesn't want to be a Zen monk? I want to be a Zen monk. I think we all want to be a Zen monk. The product tastes great. And like I said, I you can use it with just water. I personally like almond milk and it really makes a difference. So um, I think you guys and gals need to give it a try. Head over to tenzot.co. Use my promo code, thebeardedman, at checkout. That gets you 25% off anything that you order uh, on their website, tenzot.co. 25% off everything. Um, I will have the link in the description uh, below, but I'm telling you right now, this product has been a game changer. I continue using 2022 and I'm going to continue to use it. So if you want to feel like a Zen monk, you want to have uh, sustained energy throughout the day, you want to feel your best self, you want to make you know use of the day ahead of you, that's what this podcast is all about, helping us reach our inner potential. And I'm only here to help uh, spread awareness and promote products that one, I use and two, that I genuinely believe can help you guys and gals reach your inner potential. So once again, head over to tenzot.co. Uh, use my promo code, thebeardman, for 25% off. Let's get back to today's episode. Something else I had came across is, I think this was on your Align. I, I did a lot of diving on the Align with Abby. Yeah, you did. I, I love that. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of good gems there. Um, there was another post you had said, creating an Instagram where I look like the quote-unquote model 24-7 is where all my insecurities began. How has this specific page at Align with Abby um, been an outlet for you to share with the world? Mm, good one. I like this topic. So for the entire seven years of my modeling career, I've been programmed to be perfect, to come off to the world as this idealistic person where I am I am larger than life. I am somebody everyone wants to look up to, to be like. And so the idea of perfection has mm -hmm. been engraved so deeply into my mind where it's created, you know, subtle eating disorders, just um, a lack of confidence showing up in the world because of this whole stigma of having to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And recently I'm seeing so many people coming out and being their true and authentic self. And I feel like it, it gives a new dynamic of what people are really looking for and what really helps other people. And to me, I never want to be that idealistic, perfect person that comes out because I'm pretty normal. If you ask me, <laughs> I'm from Ohio and I just, I have more of a person behind it and I don't want to come <laughs> off like I'm perfect. And like, who is that? That's not me. That's not the brand that I am. And it's not what I, I don't ever want to make someone else feel less than who they are. So I created a line with Abby. Um, it's actually, you know, very frowned upon by my agency, um, not specifically account. Wilhelmina, but like I have different agencies and different managers and whatever, but just coming out on the, on a platform with my authentic self, like it was, it's, it's still very hush hush. And there's not a lot of publicizing to my main account that I can actually share. So in that, I feel like over time, when the modeling career kind of transitions, I can share more of the things that I really am passionate about. And that it's the health, it's the wellness, it's the how to take a photo, how to look good, how to how to build confidence, because to me, that was what was taken away from me the most through modeling. And it's interesting, because you think that a model is the most confident person, because they're behind the camera getting photos taken of them all day, they have to be, they have to be confident. Mm. But it's actually what are they thinking of me? Do they like the photos? Do the clothes fit okay? What do you mean stand up? Does that mean I look bad when I sit down? Like every little wow. detail of, of me and how I present their clothes is manipulated to if I'm good enough in my mind. But it took years of practice to realize it's not actually what they think that defines what I look like or if they think I'm, I don't look good. It's that hush hush behind the camera of like, oh, um, can we tell her to do this and this? I'm like, oh my gosh, in my mind, am I okay? Am I ugly? Do they not like me? And after seven years of this, I think I've come to a place of, I know my worth and I know that I take care of myself and I know I show up and I know how to model and I can sell your clothes, guaranteed. Mm. <laughs> and so that practice comes from, it's almost a challenge, right? It's like, they give me the ugliest thing, they put it on me and then they're like, all right, sell it. And then that's, that's my challenge. And that's my reward when they have me come back because I do sell it. So again, that over time of years has 
has come through to my normal life of how I feel showing up in the, in any environment. And I feel like because now I have more context to offer and recipes and my workouts and how I got to this point story mm. that it gravitates to a lot more people who I find to be my tribe versus this, you know, idealistic world that doesn't even really exist. Yeah, I don't want to be a part of that world. I want to influence and impact the world that I actually care about, you mm, know? Mm, I love the, uh, I will sell it confidence. Like <laughs> I, it doesn't matter. That's like, that is so much what I preach on this podcast. You need to be your biggest hype man or your biggest hype woman because it's just so important. So I love like the energy that I could feel and see you just like give it to me and I'm going to sell it. But yeah. it, it is, it is pretty rattling just to think about that type of a journey that you've had to go on to like your mindset and perspective now is so much different than a couple of years ago when you're probably going through it. And it's interesting because I'm almost, I, I'd be curious, like how many people at some point just say like, screw this, I'm out, you know, like how did, how yeah, did you, so how did you keep going even when you're getting these feedback, maybe you need to be smaller, you need to change this. Like at any point, did you consider like, screw this? Like, I don't need to try to be somebody I'm not, and I'm never going to be perfect because no, nobody is. It's always a work in progress for every single person. For sure. There's definitely been times where I just wanted to throw in the towel and leave. I mean, I've left, I've left several agencies in the past and I've moved on to different ventures and that was scary. Um, it was always in the modeling world that I was, but I'm like, should I do acting? Should I mm. do something different? Um, maybe I should sell medical device. You know, I don't know, but it's, I didn't actually, I didn't actually feel like any of that was for me because I knew that I could transform the world that I was in to fit who I was. And I just needed to step out of it for a minute. I mean, there was a good three, four months where I took time for myself and just had a couple jobs here and there, but I figured out who I was and figured out that I loved my body and that I love the way that I look and that I show up in the world with all this confidence and joy. And I know that I can sell your stuff. And I know that I am a good model and I know that I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so it, there, there are times when it comes down, but there are more so times that I'm up and I'm, I'm my own hype person. I just feel like yeah, it's it's validation for yourself because I'm not going to get it everywhere else. I realize if I overthink what I thought everyone else was thinking of me, that's when I start destroying myself. But mm. nobody actually ever thought that. It was all in my mind. Yeah. So even just getting somebody saying like, I don't know if I like that shirt. It's not that you don't look good in that shirt or whatever. It's like that shirt's weird. It's not you. It's the shirt. <laughs> so you just have to quit taking everything so personally. I feel like I did that for so long and I still am working through this, not taking things so personally. It's not about you. It's about everything else that somebody else might be going through or the way that the clothes are designed is just not right. You know? Yeah. We love to create the narratives of exactly every story reason as to why things aren't going the way or why, Oh, that they don't like the shirt. It's gotta be me. It, we love, <laughs> love, love to create narratives. And the moment you can stop to like, when you recognize, like I'm literally just creating this narrative in my mind, a storyline of why X, Y, and Z is not happening. And you can just, step away from that narrative and recognize it. It just makes you, you just learn like, it's not it. I don't need to take this so personally. I can just accept that I'm, you know, making up these thoughts, let it be move forward and not let it hold you back. But, um, it take. I mean, that's also something that just takes time and repetition of, uh, telling yourself not to fall, not to believe in everything that comes up in your mind. Yeah, for sure. Creating the narrative. So crazy. And it's that's not, journaling too. It's reflecting. It's the work yeah. that you have to do to remind yourself of who am I? What am I doing? Pinch yourself. Am I okay? <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> you are you. Nobody I'm... else needs to actually influence you. Just you just live your life and you spread positivity and just try to be the best version of yourself every day. Yeah, that's that's uh, that is the key. Your your morning routines include hot tea, journaling, like you just said, breath work, reading. Studying a new language, which is for sure a morning routine mm -hmm. I have never came across before, and then some type of morning sweat. How does this routine help jumpstart you for the day and prepare you? 
if I don't do those things, I'm straight on my phone on Instagram or no, watching no, no. cooking do videos that. on YouTube. That's what I'm saying. So mm. I have to do this routine in the morning in order to, because the, the minute I start my day on my phone or doing something that's not productive, the rest of my day doesn't follow. It mm. follows the suit of however I start it. So like you say, win the morning, win the day. It's so accurate because I, I do that in the morning. I journal and I drink tons of water. I have my tea. I try not to drink too much caffeine. If I can maximize my routine in the morning through the, the little details, I keep adding to it or like tweaking it or doing different things <laughs> or accepting new challenges. And that's when the language thing came in too. And then it's like, hmm, I think if I wake up at six, maybe I can try 5.30. And then the more you challenge yourself and the more you implement into the morning, the more productive you are through the day. So mm. it really is just trying to integrate as much as you possibly can. And starting small, if you don't have any kind of morning routine, like I have right here, my little stick of Palo Santo, just to <laughs> kind of cleanse myself for this talk. And I had it with me in the morning during my journaling. And there's just all these little things that I now carry with me through the day um, that that help me stay productive. And otherwise, it's like, I just don't feel, I don't feel good. Yeah. And I can't start my day. You got to fill your glass up first before you f you fill up the rest of the world. And I think that's whether it's checking social media, answering emails, the whole you win the morning, you win the day is so much about mm -hmm. not about what time do you wake up. It's just about what does that first 30 minutes, hour, two hours of your day look like? And how can you make sure that you're prioritizing yourself before the world does? Because when you're able to do that, then you get to show up to the world, a better person. You've checked off a couple boxes. You've um, you know, not every morning you're going to wake up and feel like rainbow and sunshine. Like so there's going to be mm -hmm. thoughts that come to your mind immediately from the day before the night before. So maybe the journaling is going to get that out of you. Maybe it's both that and the working out. Maybe it's the tea, just having that stillness. That's going to calm you down from the big day ahead. It's like all these little small decisions that you can make that actually just, whether it takes just 10 minutes of your time, it actually changes the 24 hours ahead of you and can be mm -hmm. such a, such a game changer. And it's, yeah, yeah. I, I love uh, I love hearing people that have found those routines, and it always is like I I love how you made the comment about like you're always tweaking and changing because I'm always changing my like there's little things I'm like all right I don't want to meditate after I just ran it doesn't make any sense my endorphins are <laughs> firing off like I don't know how I thought that was a good idea for like two weeks and I was like no 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 we're bringing it back to the early morning like that just does not work so yeah you, you always have to listen and be self aware enough to go this doesn't feel right. I don't enjoy this. Okay. Let's swap this out and try something different. Yeah. I think the trial and error too. When, when I have, I actually finished uh, like health coaching class in school. So I have from that, I learned one push up a day is 365 push ups a year that you weren't going to do 10 mm -hmm. jumping jacks in the morning. You don't have to look at your routine or my routine and think like, whoa, 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 that is way too much. I can't <laughs> do that. I wake up at nine o'clock and I have my coffee and I'm good. But maybe just add one little thing because of that one little thing that you add could you know, if you have tea instead of coffee, suddenly you want to go for a walk. And then after mm -hmm. you walk, you want to read. And then it's a snowball effect of wanting to do better. Again, we're going to go back to the negative piles, negative, positive piles, positive. You just mm -hmm. continue to add it into your life. But yeah, if you keep going down that negative path in the morning, it's like, it's only, it's, it's just more difficult to come back up through the day. Yeah. yeah. And those little decisions, whether it's the 10 push-ups, the 10 jumping jacks, it mm -hmm. compounds over the long term and it all goes back to this concept that I love to talk about was just don't think about you need to change your life in a single day. Like that's not going to yeah. happen. But what it's the what are the small daily decisions, those micro decisions that you can make that will make a 1% difference in your day, which then is going to make a difference in your week, your month, your year. We so many times even I get caught up like thinking about the long-term picture and I have to like close my eyes, visualize it, feel that finish line. What is it going to feel like? What is it going to look like? And then remind myself, okay, all I can control is today and we're going to make a little list. We're going to cross off items as we go, but we can't expect that I'm going to change everything in just one moment, one swoop. All these big successes that we see from people, it's just truly them sticking to a consistent uh, regimen of a routine, which then allows them to have uh, these massive leaps in time. But um, you got to stay focused on those just one small little micro daily decisions that make 
and make all the difference. Yeah. And if you don't, then you just get comfortable and then comfort is so bad. (laughs) It's so bad. I have to be uncomfortable all the time. And like, I don't want to wake up that early, but guess what? That's when you grow and that's when you learn more about yourself and you just continue to compile more growth in your life. Is there something recent that you've had to check yourself and be like, you need to seek this discomfort. You need to actually go do this thing that is scaring you the most, or, I mean, it can be for a magnitude of different things. Is there anything recent that you had to push yourself to actually do? Mm, Yeah. I mean, I would say that a lot of, a lot of times I, I do cleanses a lot. And I wouldn't say it's scary. I've been seeing it on the online with Abby. It looks like it helps. It does. It feel, I feel so good. And it's so interesting to try new levels of, of resetting and detoxifying your body and feeling what it's like to actually have little to no bad elements into Mm -hmm. your diet for at least five days or a month and just see what happens. And then suddenly you stop craving sugars and sweets and chips and alcohol, whatever it is that you have addictive cravings to. And it's not easy. It's really not easy to go through five days of just drinking a broth or to drink water or to drink or this new one that I have here that I'm about to do tomorrow. But um, it might sound crazy, but it really does help reset you. And it's, it's so hard when you're in it. You're like, oh, my body, I can't, I don't know energy, but actually it's just pulling all of the bad out of you so that you can, you see better. My yeah. skin feels softer. Everything is like, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I don't want to say that. <laughs> I feel like I can just see everything. <laughs> I can see everything so much brighter and clearer. <laughs> and it's amazing. You feel like you're flying, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, one thing I know about you, and I really respect it going off these cleanses, like you, um, I think when we went to Mind Warrior, you weren't drinking at all. You were just like Mm-mm. still just vibing, biggest smile, yeah. enjoying the moment, was so in it. There have been people that I know they're like, won't, you know, they'll tell themselves they're not drinking for the night and they go and they just like, you know, they're just now they're bringing the energy down because everyone else is drinking, they're not, and it's just not yeah. a good look. But seeing, even seeing you in that, in, in that moment, you're still having the time of your life. You're still like thriving and feel energized. How, how, how do you keep yourself disciplined, right? To like, you decide to go on a cleanse, you decide you want to stay away from alcohol, but then you're in an environment where literally there are thousands of people like drinking. How do you stay disciplined to sticking to what you told yourself you were going to do versus other people maybe trying to, uh, get you to have some fun with them and want you to participate in what they're doing? Yeah, there is a there's a time frame of my life where I was doing the sober time of what is that November? No drinking uh, so, November. <laughs> yeah, there's uh well there's sober October and then there's November uh there's I mean people come up with it there's dry January. Okay. I think every month dry, I think dry January they tried. I don't okay. know. Okay, so the first time I tried to do this, I the second day after not having a glass of wine, somebody was like, "Come out with us." I'm like, oh, "I can't cuz I'm not drinking." Well, it turns out that I felt that I was limiting myself from going to the experience because if I go, then people feel weird if I'm not drinking with them and they want me to enjoy it and have fun with them too. And I think that right after I felt that way, I was like, yeah, this is limiting me. I need to just drink and have fun with them. It's no big deal. Didn't do it. And then time again, doing this cleanse and really finding the self-control of putting a bowl of pasta or some chips or a cookie in front of me and just turning it down. And then the next day waking up with that feeling of like, wow, Mm. I said no to that. And I feel insane, absolutely insane because I said no to that one little thing. Even if it doesn't really hurt you or affect you that much, it's like, wow, I'm capable of doing this. Mm. And the reward is so much greater than the actual immediate feeling of having it. So when I go to somewhere like a party with all of my friends where everyone's drinking and I'm not, I'm having the best time in the moment now because I've conditioned myself to understand what the feeling's like the next day to feel like I wake up in the morning. I have more FOMO about my mornings than I do the missing the event. I would rather feel good in the morning. So now through trial and error and practice, I've realized that going to something sober is actually 
so fun because I'm able to be me, fully me, and realize how strong and powerful I am that I can enjoy myself in a way that's sober and just fun and free and positive and then wake up feeling 10 times better the next day not only because i didn't drink but also because i said no yeah that's so so good i did I've, the, the the longest stint i ever did was 75 days of no booze and it was a life changer for me of just mm-hmm. like it, what i what i ended up realizing because i i still was very social i was still going out having the time of my life and I'll, I'll, i just remember when i when i was on the 75 days that it was only about a three, two to, it was really about a two hour window, two to three hour window of every night where you feel like you're missing out because everyone's drinking, they're having their first, second glass of wine. And then it starts to change when people are getting a little turned up and you're like, oh boy, I'm supposed to be like that right now. And I'm mm-hmm. not. And that makes me feel so good because I know I'm going to wake up tomorrow and feel so great. And then I'm actually going to have a day tomorrow to actually do whatever the hell that I want. Um, so it's, it's, it is tough to do in the moment when you're around it, but I think you're, you are smart clearly because you're telling yourself, you know, the feeling what it's going to feel like tomorrow, you know, how happy you're going to be that you stay disciplined. You're going to be able to wake up and actually have the energy to utilize your day instead of me being a degenerate and not utilizing any minute of my Sunday because I sent it for the birthday. So it's, it's like reminding, (laughs) it's reminding yourself of what does that end feeling look like and I think that just allows you to stay disciplined in the moment and just mm-hmm. not not being able to give in to peer pressure, even though nobody you know around you is like, you gotta drink, you gotta drink, I have the yeah, damn glass of wine. Right. But to a certain extent, you have to learn how to navigate pressure when people might say, like, just have one or just come with us here and you don't want to go. Exactly. It's super hard to do in the moment. It is. And the more that you realize what it's like to to not and to do the next morning feeling the way that you do from saying no, that's when the practice comes in of like, okay, I like this. I'm going to continue this. And then it's easier to deal with those tiny instances in the moment. Yeah. So good. So good. Mm-hmm. Kind of going off this um, within like parting and, and balance, how do you intentionally make sure that you have balance in your life? Like obviously your work is your number of priority. I see you hustling on flight to flight and you're always moving and grooving. But also I think you, from at least from what I've seen, you do a good job of like making sure that you do have some amount of balance in your life, which maybe wasn't the case a couple of years ago. Maybe when you're building mm-hmm. your career, you said yes to everything and you're always working. But how do you make sure that you're either intentional or you're building boundaries in your life that allow you to have some sort of balance. Yeah, it it does get difficult because for me specifically, I will never say no to work. I will mm. always say yes. I will always show up. I'll always go and I will always be the best that I possibly can. And mm. it's not always easy. And I know that people with a nine to five job, there are days you don't want to show up, but you have to, you have to put your, your shirt on and you have to go. Mm. And I feel like, you just have to constantly practice what what you need for yourself when you are down from those things because you're not always on. You can't overdo it. I mean, don't work yourself to death and you you can feel. You can feel it if you yeah. start to pay attention to when, when you're burning out when you need to walk away. And if your brain just isn't working and you're not there showing up physically or emotionally or mentally, you just you need to step back and you need to balance out your life in ways that find what you like to do. So I have my guitar hanging right here. I have my little cajon drum right here in my <laughs> piano. I love to do those kinds of things when I come home in my self-care and I find hobbies that that release a lot. And like you, I run and I enjoy mm-hmm. the mental space of just getting out of my head and getting away from the world and um, taking a bath, just little things that mm-hmm. balance out your life that it's so easy to get too much in it but i always remind people and myself it, it will get done it'll get done eventually you're gonna do it don't put it off to where you know you need to be doing it yeah. pay attention to that and set a schedule do what you need to do and then take time for yourself it's it's more of a priority my manager said this to me and um i'm so grateful for him he said we're gonna focus on work but first is your happiness and your health and no one's ever said that to me in the industry before and just having somebody like that, that will always say like, if it's not worth your happiness and health, we're not doing it. 
Wow. Um, and I take that as a challenge because I'm like, no, I can do it. I can do it. I can do everything. And he's like, well, no, no, no. I think you need to, to rest and relax. I'm like, all right. All right. You're right. Okay. So sometimes I need accountability for it, but um, it does it does feel really good when you're able to have somebody on your side that says, okay, let's let's take a minute. Yeah, that's really good that your manager is leading with happiness and health. Um, mm-hmm. Because what at the end of the day, what's it all worth? Like the the money, the magazine. Sure, I mean, it, it to a certain extent, it's like what are you willing to give up? Um, sometimes it's not worth giving up. So, you know, maybe there's a weekend when you need that time to yourself, and you're going through something in your personal life, and it's like, if I say yes to this opportunity, yes, I it's a great opportunity, but. I'm not going to show up my best self because I'm not feeling my best self. And so I think it's really, really important to constantly be checking in with how do you feel right now and how are these decisions, whether it's working, whether it's going out, whether it is, I mean, insert literally anything, you have to constantly be checking in and and having those emotional check downs with yourself to make sure, do I feel my best self? If yes, let's do it. If Mm -hmm. not, why am yes. I not feeling my best self? What are the things that I can do to bring me back up to where I need to be? And then maybe let's go do whatever it might be. But you have to Definitely. be your own accountability partner. You have to be your own. Um, you have to be the person that checks in with yourself because everyone else has to do it for themselves, which is easier said than done, but um, so, so important. Yeah. You are you and no one else can feel what you need. So you need to know when when that is and check in. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Big. Oh man. Ten it's minutes so a day. Easy to not. Ugh. Ten minutes every morning has been my. Oh, I can't even. I, I How do you do feel it. after? What's the to you? What excitement. is excitement? The... I am fucking ready to go. It's so. Mm-hmm. It's. I wake up. I. I'll have like a, a very light breakfast just to get some food in me. Uh, some water, coffee. I'll sit down. I'll meditate for ten minutes before I dive into like anything creative and. Wow, the amount of clarity it just provides, and it allows me to just sit with whatever those current thoughts are in my mind. Whether I start getting anxious or like um, worried about what I need to get done in the day ahead, it's like I will sit there, I will meditate on it, and then as soon as I'm done meditating, I have a notepad and I write down everything I need to get done for the day, and then it feels so refreshing and relieving to cross things off as I go. So it keeps me focused on the day ahead, and then. If there's ever time that I feel anxious or overwhelmed during the day, then I'll I'll be like, all right, give me five minutes, put the phone on five minute timer, and then I'll just sit in my thoughts, sit in the emotions. But it's just I never understood it. Like when I started hearing about meditation, like 2015, I was like, how is it that sitting quiet benefits you? Like, no, I'm not doing that shit. Like, mm-hmm. who, who's gonna do that? And I kept hearing on all these podcasts I listen to these high level individuals talk about the importance of meditation. I was like, all right. I should probably try this. Like if all these exactly. heavy, if all these heavy hitters are doing it, I need to try it. And it's been unbelievably beneficial for me. Yeah, that's when it hit me too. I'm like, well, if they're doing it, there's something to it. <laughs> yeah. Is there was there a certain moment or um that sparked like your interest in it? Or like how did you ever get like be open minded to it? Yeah. Um I actually my first time meditating was um on a mountain cliff like one of my first hikes ever in LA in Sherman Oaks or I guess Studio City. Anyway, um, my boyfriend and I, we went up the mountain and he brought the speaker and the essential oils and we laid head to head on the ground. <laughs> this is my first time ever doing it. I'm like, whoa, this is a lot. Okay, um, sure. I'm down. I don't know what to expect. He's like, just feel the energy of the earth. Everything will be great. We're, we're together. Um, and that was our first date ever. So no, that is epic. And it that was is, crazy. Yeah. And now, I've, I mean, ever since I'm like, I'm doing it all the time, every day as much as possible. <laughs> so, I mean, there really is some power behind it. That's been five years. Wow. So maybe that, <laughs> maybe that's where I'm lagging. <laughs> it's a good first I got to start doing the first, <laughs> first dates is meditating. I actually, I want to go I'm, into it intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> but I forget who was laughing. I forget who was laughing, but I told somebody's story a couple months ago. I went on a, a first date with this girl and I brought... <laughs> I didn't even mean for it to happen, but I brought it. We were like chatting about uh, sound bath meditation. She's like, oh my God, I've never been. I'd love to try it. So I was like, yeah, I'll bring you. And then I'm like laughing, like thinking about it. I'm like, I'm literally going to bring this girl to a room for an hour. We're going to sit there. We're not going to talk. I'm going to drop her off. And it was a vibe, but it was it was a very interesting uh, it was a very interesting first date. But uh, wow. <laughs> Powerful. Yeah. 
I did it. I did it. Five years though. What's the key to keeping the fire alive that long? Oh, wow. The key is communicate. Of course, anybody would tell you that. It's the, it's a hard, one of the hardest things to do at all times because you can get into your routine, you can get comfortable. And that's, that's actually really a very toxic hole to go down. Mm. And, um, to just trust one another that what decisions that they're making for themselves are for their own good and to know that they are speaking their truth and to constantly be a power couple and to put each other up and support and to validate each other and to acknowledge um, what they do right or what they do that helps you and just little things, just compliments. People love compliments and mm. to to know that what you're doing for somebody in their life is helping. So. Um, yeah, I think just being, being strong and being whole with, with decisions that you make independently too. I, he doesn't always know or agree with everything that I do. And I don't know or agree with everything that he does, but that's his life. And I have my life and we mm -hmm. both are so secure with ourselves that we, we don't, we don't need to have each other to feel whole it's like mm. we have our wholeness and then we complement that by coming together so important you always hear and i think it was just a it's just a uh a slogan or a quote or not quote but like it just gets thrown, thrown around from generation to generation is oh they're my better half right and mm -hmm. i think it is it's uh you know i think my father uses that all the time to compliment my mom and it's, mm -hmm. it's he mm -hmm. means it he loves her but i mm -hmm. i think it's really what you just said is like you you both need in any relationship to be whole and compliment one another so you're not relying on x person to fill you up to make you feel good it's really to me outside looking at it, it's always about um being it's it's about a support system more than it is of like i need this person in order to be happy and to order to be fulfilled um, mm -hmm. what uh what advice do you give to people in search of that significant other if they haven't found them him or her yeah um well, first of all, is if you don't feel whole or confident in who you are, it's of course do the work um, through whatever you find you need to do for you, whatever you're lacking, whether it's a, a therapist or a coach or just listening to different podcasts or reading books or um, recipes, whatever gets you back into shape of feeling ready and being open to receiving somebody you know mm -hmm. i think that if you're if you're single for so long you can kind of close off and not really be ready and not really expect that you could meet someone anywhere mm -hmm. and i'm open to conversations a lot in my life with new people and i've learned how interesting everyone is and how they all have unique little things about them that you might not see when you're first looking at them or you first run into them it's like try to get past that first intro conversation of like, Oh, they're cute. Maybe we'll start, you know, <laughs> messaging and I'll DM them. Like actually try to get through a conversation that gets you to learn more about the person before you judge them. Because I, to me, somebody can become very attractive just based off of a conversation. Mm. And then that can surprise you and be your person that you might've shut out too easily. Mm. So yeah, I think just in letting that teach you something about yourself too. So yeah. staying open and being aware of your surroundings at all times. Yeah, I think that Because to is... me, you know that every person is in your in your field for a certain reason, a certain purpose, and find that purpose. Don't just let people walk away when there could be something so great to learn from from them. Yeah. I will say from personal experience, especially in the last six months, the biggest shift is you can't have expectations of going to a certain thing that this is the place you need to meet X type of person. You just have mm -hmm. to trust that following your interests and putting yourself in the right space to meet the right people, both male and female, it inevitably is going to open doors. And um, it's unbelievable how when you let go of this expectation of like, you're going to X event or you're going to this club or this bar that you, you're going to have to meet somebody like that's the, that's the top goal of the night. When you mm -hmm. go in with zero expectation and then inevitably it just happens. It's, I, I it don't does. know how to explain it, but I have done both sides of like chasing and trying to like calculate where we're going or who I'm going to meet at something versus now I don't think about it and the amount of doors that open 
is so much different than what it was when I was like putting way too much pressure on and forcing it to kind of happen. So all that to say the mm -hmm. open-mindedness plays right into it where um, just having a simple conversation with somebody can be a, can light a spark that you didn't initially realize because you, you, I think, you know, looking back when I'm in high school, right, it's all about, it's physical attraction. Like I don't, <laughs> the young buck, I don't know what the, I'm doing. I don't know who I am, but we were young and you just like your immediate thing is physical attraction. It's like, cool, whatever. But as you get older, the physical attraction is always going to be a thing. I think that initially will pull somebody in. There has to be some desire, some interest, but then what really is going to make the person stick around or is going to pull the interest in is that communication and who is this person? What are their values? What are their interests? What are their needs? What are, what's their story? Um, but you'll never learn that and you'll never get to that place if you don't have the open mind to allow it to happen. Yeah. Have you read the book Green Lights? Yes. Okay. Anthony McConaughey, what a legend. So the way that he met his wife and oh, the story legendary. leading up to his dating world and just, you know, having sex with women left and right his whole life and then suddenly saying, nope, I'm done. I don't need this anymore. I just need to focus on me. And then that is the moment when he met his wife now who he spoke very very highly about in the book and i was like wow what a guy yeah he yeah so he, he i recommend he, reading that if you're single that's a great that is a great book uh McConaughey's, uh mindset perspective of his entire life was unbelievable yeah but, uh yeah i very distinctly remember that and and he's still with her today so he's doing something right exactly i'm head up McConaughey, get him on the podcast i've been chirping his PR agent. She hasn't given me the, she hasn't literally given me the green light yet, but it's going to happen at some point. So just know that. Yes, uh, it will. It, now that you it, spoke it out, it'll probably happen next month. <laughs> Abby, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Yes. Um, what is your goal word for 2022? Oh, um, well, my goal word for 2021 was trust and to be yeah. true to myself and to speak my honest truth. Um, my Word for 2022, I haven't really thought of it. It's coming. Um, dun, 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 it's dun, coming dun, dun, up dun, dun, dun. right around the corner. <laughs> you better start thinking. It's December 14th. We, we better get out of uh, some paper and pen and start thinking through what that word's going to be. Yeah. Okay. I got it. It's confidence because that's what I want to share the most in this world. I want to give confidence to people in ways to make them feel that they are confident in ways that they've never felt before. Mm. So that's, that's, it's more of a, like a, a, not a teacher, but a guide of confidence to people. I want them to really figure out how to find that for themselves. Well, I'll tell you right now, this podcast is going to be coming out. I told you before, sometime in the mid part of January of 2022. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be a very strong kickoff to helping people build confidence in them through a lot of things we talked about today. So if that's the word and that's what you're going for, you're for sure already we're kicking off with fireworks with this thing dropping when it Yay. does so i think you're heading in the right direction i can't wait yeah i'm 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 really excited because i feel like a line with abby is just gonna take off and everyone's going to be feeling fueled and in, in themselves just by you know ex expanding who they are yeah Keep, keep, I can't wait. Keep pushing that content. We're gonna get into uh, we're gonna get into the final five. These last five questions, only one sentence answer though. Cool. Okay. Okay. Cool. First question for you: How can people learn to give themselves permission to follow their interests and their ideas? Say it again. Mm -hmm. I'll say it as many times as you need. How can people learn to give themselves permission? to follow their interests and their ideas? Trust in themselves and trust that whatever is happening to them is happening for them. Amazing. Unbelievable. Number two, if you could go back and tell yourself one piece of advice at any point in your life, what would it be and when? When I was 21 and I was living in LA and I was parting my face off, I... <laughs> I would say that you're on the right path and that every day you woke up so miserably depressed and alone that it all ended up being for the greater good. And I don't regret anything that happened to me during those stages of my life. It's beautiful. Number three, what's an area of your life you need to put more effort into? 
I planning, planning out my, my website and my organization of my concept that I have because I have gold in my hands, but I just don't have it put out the way that I want it to be organized. So that's what it is. Okay. Working more towards a plan. Cool. As long as you acknowledge what needs to change, that's the hardest first step. So you're already you're already heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Number four, what's the first step anyone can take to reaching their inner potential? The first step. Take care of yourself mentally and physically and emotionally through one simple task a day. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be a million things all at once. Just just one little thing. Think about all three categories and then find one thing that would help each category every day. So good. So good. Last question for you. If somebody's listening to the last 62 minutes of this podcast, what is one challenge you have for them as they wrap up listening to this podcast today? Your morning routine can be stronger and you can be adding something to it and taking something out of your day that feeds into negativity. Yes. 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 Abby, this has been <laughs> such a fantastic conversation. I, I mean, I knew this was going to go just the way it did. Um, you need to continue following that inner, um, intuition about this align with Abby and like all the content and the messaging and like the wisdom and perspective, mindfulness, um, mental health, physical health, like everything that you, I see what you're doing and it's really powerful and it's really cool and just keep doing it. Uh, you, no, you brought, you, you brought, you brought so much to this episode today, the way you see the world, the way you see yourself. I know there's a lot of deep work that has happened behind the scenes to get that. And all I'm seeing and hearing today is the product of somebody that has really taken the time to learn themselves, to have gone through some hurdles have had obviously some awesome high moments as well, but you still very much are grounded and loved by many people that we mutually are friends with. Um, and you just need to keep shining bright. I'm, I'm a big fan and I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. That's so nice. I feel like anything that I've accomplished in my life is attainable mm-hmm. for anyone and, and anybody can have anything that they want if they just believe that. So yeah. Finding the confidence That's in yourself. It. <laughs> if it exists in this world, you can do it. You can yes. attain it. Yes, 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 yes. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed today's podcast, I have a favor to ask from you. Please screenshot this episode on whatever platform you're listening in on, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Screenshot this episode, post it to your IG story. You could tag Abby on one of bo- or both of her accounts. One of her accounts is at abby.neff that's abby neff a-b-b-y dot n-e-f-f or you can also tag and share out her align with abby which we've talked about a bunch today which is just at align with abby um also tag me at bob a b-l three b's four a's and a y and let us know what was the biggest takeaway how did this specific episode change your perspective we talked about a lot of different subjects and topics i'd be very very curious to see and hear was there something certain you heard today that change your mind or change your perspective or maybe what is the morning routine that you're going to be adjusting in your future. Um, so please uh, share that out. I also have all of Abby's socials linked up in the description below for you to find easily. Abby's or anywhere else I should be sending people after they wrap up. No, that's, that's it. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Abby Neff. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the bearded man podcast. See ya. Bye. Bye.